All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, October 18th, opening night of the NBA DFS season and the NBA season for that matter. But the DFS season is more important to us here. So really looking forward to the two-gamer we got tonight. Got a full 11 or 12-game slate tomorrow. Really looking forward to just kicking off NBA with a bang and I'm hoping that all of you are looking forward to it, looking forward to it as well. So if you are new here, this is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app and talk DFS strategy, tips and advice, answer any and all questions you guys send in through the Discord channel. If you're not in the Discord channel, there's a link in the description below. You can access our Office Hours channel, which is where the questions come in and those get answered first, followed by any live YouTube chat questions. If you are not a SaberSim member, there's also a link to a seven-day, no-strings-attached free trial. Awesome time of the year to get involved if you have been wanting to. So many different sports to play, and I highly suggest checking us out so with that being said we got a couple questions here to kick us off today and you know if more questions don't roll in i did want to talk a little more about the min uniques feature that just went live over the weekend and one housekeeping item on the min uniques feature i believe uh jeff asked a question yesterday asking if the min uniques was on both the starter and advanced plans or just the advanced i did check with the team jeff and the min uniques feature is is on both the starter and advanced plan. So you should see that in step three of the build. The beta version went live yesterday. So the regular app has all of the new tools and features, which we will review a little bit if we get some time, because I really think that there's a big value add there. And I want to make sure that everyone's aware of it. So that being said, let's jump into the first question here from Joe Baby Blue in Discord. And I want to pull up the screen really quickly here and get this going. So uh, Joe said, I've heard you mention SaberSim Pro. What is it? How does it differ from the advanced subscription? So Joe, very good question. We've been teasing the Pro plan for a while now. And, you know, we just been... Uh, prioritizing this build speed improvement that's now live in the app was the one thing that we really wanted to get done prior to the pro plan. So what I can tell you is that, you know, now that the build speeds have been pushed to the app, aside from any bugs or things that come up with it, the team is going to be shifting focus on and trying to get the pro plan out. I believe the pro plan should be out, uh, you know, within a couple weeks, we're hoping, uh, you know, we got some final things to do, some final QA, things like that. You know, what is the pro plan is really your question. So the the biggest thing that I would say is that if you come in here, you're going to be able to build 5,000 lineups. Right now, the cap is 1,500. So, you know, with the speed improvements, the 5,000 lineups you build is going to be like under 30 seconds, still really, really fast. I think that's why like the build speed, there was such a big push to do that before the the pro plan release. Cause you know, if you can build 5,000 lineups, great, but if it takes you, you know, quite a long time to do so, it's not as valuable. So I know that that's one of the big features on the pro plan. 
to be honest, we've been kind of like mixing and matching some stuff with uh, all of the features that it's going to come with. I don't know if um, the custom lineup metric that Max showed on stream when he was on on Friday is part of the pro plan specifically or if it's part of the advanced plan as well. So, you know, when when the time comes to release the pro plan, Matt and Andy will be around and, you know, Matt will put out the release notes kind of highlighting all of the cool features that comes with the pro plan. So stay tuned for more details there. As details come up, you should probably see something in the release notes channel in Discord kind of explaining all of the things that we're doing, which the team always does anytime we send an update. So really looking forward to it. Can't wait to see what the team is going to roll out, but stay tuned for more information on the pro plan. Okay. Another question from Joe baby blue, and we're going to get this on screen and get going here. So question says, if I do an auto group rule with no more than two, obviously two is the max, but will it give me at least one? If I use at least one, it can give me two, three, four, et cetera. But all I want is one and at most two. Uh, will no more than satisfy that? Sorry for such a long-winded question. Okay, I get what you're trying to do. And I understand the nuance here. So let's say, you know, we're going to play, we're going to build a stack rule for tonight's slate. So we're going to go do exactly what you said. I'm going to do a group rule. I'm going to do an automatic rule. And okay, so so the answer to your question is that you're understanding it correctly. If you say use at least one, then it's always going to use one player. So like let's say we wanted to do a group rule for we'll say shooting guards and point guards, and we're going to say I want their projection to be – Let's go and look. Let's say we want to just like focus in on high end point guards. So we'll say like a projection above 25, just for the sake of the conversation. So projection above 25 must use at least one. Well, you can't set a rule here that says no more than as well. So you would have to set two rules. So if we set one that's saying, you know, shooting guard, point guard, greater than or equal to one where their projection is greater than 25, if you want no more than that, no more than two, then you would have to come in here, set a new rule with basically the same idea and same stat requirements, and then say, I'm sorry, group, automatic, no, use no more than two. Check the same positions and then add the same stat requirement of my projection greater than 25. And then if you do that, this will essentially give you the range that you are looking for. And I would imagine with the build speed improvements that we've made that it should still be pretty short to run a build. So let's say we're building like 20 lineups and then we're going to hit build. So even, even with a restrictive rule like this, you know, our lineups are still going to build really fast with the build speed improvements. 
and these rules should be honored. So, you know, if I were to come in here and and say, like, look at my point guard and shooting guards and just, like, look to see if one of them is greater than 25, which I do see that for Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon again. So really like Malcolm Brogdon right off the bat, just uh, one player that we're getting a lot of here. But anyways, it should be honored. I would try this out if if this is what you want to say. I could see how like a range could be useful, but at the moment you're going to have to set a rule for like the bottom and then like a rule for the top. So give that a shot and let me know if you have any follow-up there. Okay, moving over to YouTube chat. Question from Cameron. Cameron said, how important is late swap on a small slate like this? Okay, good question, Cameron. So I, I want to talk about like late swap on small slates and then late swap at this point in the season kind of differently. I feel like we already kind of know a lot of the injury news for tonight. If If you're unfamiliar with injury news, a great resource that Jordan talked about a lot last year that I used a lot myself is basketballmonster.com. If you go on basketball monster, they'll give you like a high level overview of who's in who's out. I can pull this up to show you guys exactly what I'm talking about. So if we were to come over here to basketball monster and you could also like uncheck this probable questionable doubtful just to see like, who is also out because it'll hide them once they're out. So it doesn't look like there's really any injury news for the Philly Boston game pending. And then the only person is like Patrick Baldwin who for, for golden state, which I'm pretty sure is pretty low on the depth chart. So like, you're not going to see a lot of late breaking news early in the season is kind of what I'm getting at. I think that you'll see it more and late swap will become more important as we get rolling into the NBA season, get a couple weeks in, guys get injured, and it's around that time where guys start like resting, having some injuries, that it is important that late swap becomes extremely important on any and all slates. I think one way you could use late swap on a night like tonight is, you know, kind of see like where you took your stands at and get an idea of how you're doing like this game there's a there's a two and a half hour window between these two games so you should have a pretty good idea of like where this game's at if it's not finished by then it should be pretty close so you should be able to like go in your app and see how you're doing you know were you right on your stands are you are your lineups looking good are your lineups looking bad and then you can come in here and and run a late swap and kind of like use the first game as an input to your late swap saying, you know, I did really good. Maybe I don't need, you know, Sim Diversity 10 and Ownership Fade 7 because I had a couple low-owned guys on the first set on the first game that did really well for me. Let me scale this down. Let me scale Sim Diversity down as well. And like you do something like that, or maybe, you know, you do really poorly and, and, and like early and, you know, you're going to need some help. And you'd like either leave the sliders where they are. I, I would be really careful cranking ownership fade up to like 10. I, I think like uh, leaving it or lowering it is is probably better. Like when you're already maxed out, if you're playing like some single entries or, or three max 
and you're at like, you know, zero three six and, and you don't have like a great early slate, you know, cranking it up a little bit is like totally okay. I would just be really careful cranking it up when it's already like really high. So those are the ways I think you can use late swap early in the season. But, you know, as, as we get into the, the weeks, months of, of NBA and get into the dog days, late swap will be important on, on any and all slates, but also remember like to come back into the app before the second game and make sure that like the lineups that the teams put out 30 minutes before are what we are, what was expected of them. And, uh, just make sure that like your lineups look good from there. So those, those are my, that's my advice. Let me know if you have any follow-up moving on to a question from uncrabby cabby. And the question is, Hey, Andrew, can you go over your process on how to use the Sims to come up with your core? So, and then, um, you know, second follow up here. Hey, Andrew, can you go over your process on how to use the Sims to come up with your core four or five players for NBA. Okay. So this leads me into a great segue into the min uniques, which I really wanted to talk about. So thank you, Uncrabby Cabby. So, you know, we pushed this update over the weekend and we have some lineups here. So I'm going to use these as an example. So we have this min unique players. We answered a couple questions about it yesterday. We've been talking about a lot about it internally, just how cool we think it is. And I just really wanted to like bring that to the forefront again. So what is this doing, right? So it's basically saying that you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight slots in a lineup. It's saying that you can share seven of eight same players in any and all lineups. I think adjusting this is a much better way of diversifying your lineup or controlling or like doing risk management overall rather than just saying, I'm just going to like set a global exposure of 65 and I can't have anybody more than 65 in my lineup. I think that's like a, a very blunt way of, of doing it, but a way that you probably had to do it for a long time. I think this menu uniques players tells you a lot more about the strength of your lineups overall. So what I want to do is I want to scroll down here to the bottom and, you know, our first 20 lineups are going to be one through 20. I want to kind of start increasing this and see what this does to the lineups that I'm getting. So, okay. So just going from one unique to two unique. So we had, you know, 14 lineups with Draymond Green. We have 18 with Joel Embiid. And I'm going to increase this to two. Okay. So we actually get one more Embiid and we lose Draymond by two lineups. So then let's, let's crank this up to three. Okay, nobody more than 12. Crank this up to four. Okay, now we start to lose some of this Embiid exposure as well. Only one player 12, one player 11. So then let's let's crank this up to, to five and see what happens here. Okay, so when we get to five, we have no player more than seven times in a lineup. What I want to do is I want to scroll down to the bottom here. So, so first thing I notice is that if I want min unique players of five, there's only 11 lineups in my entire pool that match that. So I would automatically scale this back one because I'm searching for 20 lineups. Okay, boom, I got 20 lineups. Let's see how far down in the pool I had to go to get it. 177. So that's like approximately a third of the way down my pool. 
I had to go to get uh, 20 lineups where there's no more than four shared players. I think that's pretty good. And especially considering there's only eight players in a lineup. So basically what I'm saying is half of the players in every lineup I have are different from my other lineups. What you're doing is you're creating like you're creating diversity between your lineups just by adjusting this one thing. You don't have to adjust any players specifically. And what I really like is that, you know, you might think like, okay, I'm just going to lower everyone and create like a global exposure. Saberstein is telling you that Joel Embiid is such a better play than all these other guys that you should keep as much exposure to him as you can while moving the pieces around him. So, you know, you're like, you know, talking about like a core, right? I think that this is like a good way to kind of say like, okay, you know, these players that whose exposures aren't moving as much, Sabersim just thinks that like these are the guys you really want to hold on to if you can. And, you know, if you're like, okay, I want more of them and I want to like accept some more risk, what you can do is you can lower your min exposures and then boom, we got three more lineups with Joel Embiid. Or, you know, like another way to go about it, because there's just so many use cases for these things. You know, maybe you're like, you know, I want to I want to lock and bead. Maybe you want to be really opinionated up front. I think what you should do is set this to one, make all the adjustments you want. So like I want to I want to lock and bead. And, you know, we were getting to some LeBron. So I'm going to put LeBron up to 65 instead of 55. And I'm going to say Anthony Davis at 65 as well. And then, okay, I tell Saber, I tell Saber Sim, you know, these three guys are my core and, or like just the guys I kind of want to get to a lot of. And I want to tell it that. And then I go and adjust menu and say, okay, you know, with these inputs, now tell me how, how spread out we can get. And so if I do two, we're at 129. If I do three, we are at, we actually moved down interesting okay but it's still honoring everything we set so i can still get three min uniques in the top almost 20 percent of my pool of 500 lineups with the inputs i gave it so like i think you know there was a question from neil yesterday neil was like oh you know i'm not really going to use it i'm crazy and i like to lock in josh allen it's like you you can lock in people and and still take advantage of this tool what you're going to see is like you know, the more min uniques you have, the more spread out your lineups are going to be through the standings, like like on DraftKings. Like you're going to go into DraftKings and your your lineups aren't going to be all like left, all to the left or all to the right. They're probably going to be more spread out. And that's really what we're trying to accomplish by using this tool. So I would highly encourage you to mess around with it. I think it's more important the less lineups you play because, you know, if you're playing more lineups, like let's say we're playing 150, we probably can't get three min uniques. See, it's telling us right away that we can only get 123. So what I would do is I would scale this back down, maybe try two and see if I can get enough lineups. Okay, I can't. So then then I would either I would either put it put it back to one, or if I don't want to put it to one, then what I would do is uh maybe like modify the min exposures that I had previously set. So I think there's like a lot of use cases for it. I would encourage you guys to give it a shot. It's like a very kind of unbiased way 
of managing exposures in the app. I think it's really, really cool. And, um, you know, you should have more success with it. If you create a pool of 1500 instead of 500 should also help as well. So those are my thoughts on men uniques, a lot of awesome use cases for it. The inter the intra lineup pool diversification is just sweet and you should like really like see it in your contests. And I think that's like a good way to like kind of tell. So, you know, probably less men uniques, the more lineups you're playing just because you have more lineups that you need to meet this rule with. And then, you know, if you're like a, a single entry three max player, like specifically, I would encourage you to like probably try and get more men uniques that way. It's not like boom or bust. You might have, you know, okay. So like if I wanted half of my lineups to be different, I'm still at the eighth best lineup. Let's try like six. 74 like that's that's really good that means 75 percent of your lineup players are not shared and so like you're giving yourselves more more chances of like if you do one bad in one contest you have a better chance of doing better in another contest and all of your contests all of your lineups aren't so correlated where you either do really bad or really good and all of these lineups are still like really high in your pool and I think that, you know, the EV of the lineups is a lot closer than you think between, you know, your eighth and like your, your 74th. So the only thing that would like concern me is like, if we got like really close to the bottom. Okay. So there's, we can't do eight. Let's try seven. We only get two lineups. So I think, I think, you know, six was like kind of the sweet spot there. But, you know, if we, if we like all three of our lineups are like, you know, 500 499 498 i would be like a little concerned and, and probably try and dial that back but you know play around with it give it a shot let me know what you guys think but really really cool feature i know that there's going to be like some more quick hitter videos on that feature specifically because we think it's like a major improvement and we want everyone to take full advantage of it so that being said not seeing any more questions in the queue. If you guys have questions, get them in now. I think what I'm going to do is like, you know, probably start doing like a little slate preview, start looking at the slate, maybe talk about my process and, and things that I try to think about. So if everyone's cool with that, we'll, we'll stick around for a little bit and do that. So, you know, right off the bat, what I want to do is pull up some websites that I like to use. And, you know, I already pulled one up, which was Basketball Monster. I'm going to go over here, pull up a couple more, and just kind of uh, get get going on them. So let me pull my app back up. So I'll, I'll tell you guys this. I, I, I really enjoy NBA DFS, but I'm not an avid follower of NBA. So like off-season stuff, preseason stuff, I – do not keep up with. I like to use like a depth chart checker. So, you know, I saw the underdog was putting one out for this season. They're going to be updating this. It says updated three days ago. Probably something I'm going to check out. So, you know, tonight, who do we got playing? We got Philly and Boston, the Lakers, and Golden State. So I know underdog has one. I know ETR has one as well. This is my first time looking at the one that underdog put out. Uh, I'll say one thing I do like a little more about ETRs is that they have like a drop down 
where you can just kind of quickly um, like toggle between teams. So I think that's like a little neater. So I'm going to, I'm going to try this one out. So, you know, this is like the ETR depth chart. These are all free. I just use like free stuff. So, you know, I can like come over here, see what Boston looks like. And, you know, throughout the season, they'll, they'll put some notes. So, okay. We kind of get an idea of what Boston's depth chart looks like. We can come over here and, and see what like Philly's looking like. So like, I'll like to check in these things and, you know, like the notes are like helpful as well. So like who's playing, you know, where are they at in the depth chart? Something I like to look at. I'll come over here to the fantasy labs, Vegas dashboard, another free website, see like what the totals are from Vegas compared to what we have in the app. So, you know, we got the Philly Boston 106.5 to 109.5. Uh, you know, we're like 0.4 points over on Boston. Not a lot to be concerned about there. And then the Lakers 109 to 116. And we are about a 1.1 points above the Lakers. So like when we get like above like two, three points away from Vegas, I'll take that with like a little grain of salt, not to go and like make any adjustments, but really to just kind of say like, okay, if I end up running a build and I'm getting a lot of Lakers, you know, I should be a little careful not to say like, oh, the Lakers are just like a smash spot. They're a home run. I have to understand that Saber Sim is basically taking a stand in that instance. So I have to like factor that into how much of the team I I want exposure to that team. So not not a case we're seeing tonight. Not a lot to be concerned about there. So you know, pretty pretty comfortable with uh, the team totals to this point. And I'll say that you know we checked like the injury news. This will become more important as you know the season goes on. We're going to want to build some late swap flexibility into our lineups, depending on who's uh, questionable in the later games, how many games are on the slate, you know, what, what positions the value are at, things like that. So we got to, got to weigh those factors, but, but not right now. So, you know, looking at this, um, one thing I'm going to want to do is just come in here and build for like the contest that I'm probably going to play, which are like the large field stuff. And I'm going to come in here, increase my pool size to 1500 and just run a build and see what we're getting. So this is like definitely something I just like to kind of start with, get familiar with the slate, where Saber Sam think we should go, different things like that. Going to make our quick adjustments here to see the lineups. And I'm going to increase this to the full pool. I'm going to let this load. Uh, we have the min uniques. That's what it is. I think that's a bug that it's not resetting. It's using whatever the last one did. So I'm going to, I'm going to use our report a problem link and I'm going to say min uniques carrying over from another build and not resetting back to one. I think that's a bug. It's probably something we got to fix on our end. But, you know, there's a demo of how to use the reported problem. Anytime you guys run into something, just, like, stop, take 5, 10 seconds, report a problem, give us a quick description, gives us a lot of information when you use this feature about your session, and it'll help us to just fix those small, annoying things in the app. So things like that happen when we release new stuff. Not a problem and not a, not a deal breaker. 
So, okay. One thing I like to do is come in here, kind of sort by ownership and see how ownership matches up to exposure. So what I'm like really looking for, like the high owned guys, you know, is, are they worth this ownership or are they not? Um, question here from Cameron. I want to answer questions as we walk through this. Do you increase your pool to 1500, even with three and single entry contests? Good question. I don't think you have to, but I think that with these new build speed improvements, like why not the, the 1500 lineups are going to run so quickly that you might as well have more lineups because, you know, not all lineups are built like equally and they're not built in strength, like descending. So like the first lineup we build isn't the strongest, isn't always the strongest lineup because like Saber Sim is using Sim diversity and it's using, uh, you know, buckets of sims and you know you see like the players range of outcomes so like what i'm trying to say is that saber sim builds all the lineups and then saber score grades them after they're built so it's not like your number one your first lineup built is your best lineup and then your second lineup is your second saber sim is not a traditional optimizer and isn't optimizing for mean projection saying like okay it's not a knapsack problem like okay i could fit you know 259.6 points and then 259.5 and then 259.4. That's not how SaberSim works. SaberSim, you know, builds all the lineups from randomly uh, taking buckets from the Sims and then the lineups get built and then they get graded after the fact. So I think that, you know, the more lineups you can build, just always build the max and let SaberSim grade them and it'll just give you more opportunities to have more lineups and better lineups toward the top. So, that, that's what I think about it. Um, so, okay, continuing with our process, you know, I'm, I'm really looking at like kind of this leverage column, especially like for these high on guys. So, you know, like to me right off the bat, you know, AD looks like he's kind of worth his ownership and can get there enough times to to pay it off and, and be worth it. Same things for guys like LeBron, you know, we were seeing a lot of Malcolm Brogdon earlier and what um, if we were to look at like our top 20, you know, we might have thought like Malcolm Brogdon was like a really good play. We opened this up to the full pool and now he's like pretty, pretty low down there. So like that's something like I would probably write down and note. It's like, hey, you know, be like a little careful. Like Brogdon might not be as good of a play as like initially thought. If, especially like when I see these guys, you know, Joel Embiid looks like a smash spot too. So what I'll, what I like to do is like, okay, this is how they match up in the whole pool. When we start taking, when Saber Sim starts grading these lineups, who is it putting more toward the top? So like, maybe I'll look at like the top 10% of this and I'll like come up here. So like, okay, now what's happening? We're getting like a little more Brogdon, but he's still pretty low, still getting a lot of LeBron in AD, uh, getting a lot of Joel Embiid, Patrick Beverly. So like pretty consistent across the pool, which is what I like to see. I think we would have seen a lot less of that last year, but since we've made like the SIM diversity changes and the builder improvements, I think that you're going to see like what is shown across your pool, more reflected, more reflective, even toward the top. I think last year you would have seen like a lot of like clumping of like certain 
combinations of players and then you would and then you would see a lot less of them toward the back end of your pool seems like it's a lot more spread out which is what we want to see in the first place so like as i'm going through this i'm making notes of these guys and i am just kind of weighing these things like intuitively a little bit i want to come down here and like Okay, so like we we love Kaminga <laughs> as like our our paydown option. So you know, just just like high level overview, kind of where we want to go. It seems like we want to go a lot more toward the Laker Golden State game than we do want to go toward the Boston game. Aside from Joel Embiid, so these are like things that I'm I'm noting down as I'm going through. And then another thing that I kind of want like to do is just come in here and sort by. Oh, okay. I'll say like, this is a really good thing. So short slate like this probably have to get a little different to like really separate ourselves from the field. I'll say one thing that we tend to do normally is we have this, my projection filter of greater than 15 set. I might come in here and look at this, which is what I was getting to. So I'm going to go down to like 15 and then see kind of where the cutoff is and see if I want to change it. So, you know, we have guys like Kaminga, 17 projection with like 1% ownership. We have PJ Tucker. See, like I don't really want to exclude PJ Tucker or Wiseman. So I'm going to lower this, but let's keep looking and see how far we want to go. I'm, I'm like totally okay with probably including one, two... You know, you see like a drop off here. I would say like right around D Vincenzo and Damian Jones would be my cutoff. I might do a little research into like how much they played in the preseason or like try and look up like some articles to like see, you know, what their role is going to be in the offense to do some additional work here. So this is like probably a spot that I would like to look into to figure out where, how far down this player pool I want to open it up to. But I think it's important to like, include these guys, especially if they're like, you know, going to be really low owned. So this is like a spot where you're going to have to make a decision and kind of decide what you want to do for the sake of this. I'm just going to lower this to 13 and just include like those two guys. I think there's a case to be made to include, go a little further, but I'm not going to do the research on stream to like figure out what I want to do there, but you know, be, be open to lowering your, your filters on short slates is really like the takeaway here. And I'm going to just change the filter name that way I don't get confused. So, okay. We, we kind of like opened up our player pool to make sure that we can get to some of those lower owned guys who still have some upside who can definitely get there to help us be like a little different from the field. So I think like that's an important step. We've already run a test build. We will probably like, you know, like this part that we're talking about with the player pool is somewhere where I would like probably go back to my depth charts and see like where they're at. Are they like the second or third guy? Is anyone ahead of them hurt? So those are some things that I would like to like weigh into my process. And I would, um, what another thing I like to do come into like each individual position. You don't have to go to like the flex and utility spots. Just focus on like these main five columns, maybe sort by salary. 
and kind of walk through this and say, you know, like, like right off the bat, pretty crazy. Like Steph Curry, highest salary position and getting like a third of the ownership, like maybe, you know, half to a third of the ownership that James Harden is getting. And they don't, you know, a $500 difference and a two point projection. I mean, is that, is that different? Yes. But is it like worth this much less ownership? I don't know. I would be more, I would be like pretty interested in possibly getting to some more Steph Curry than, than James Harden. If, if I go into a build and it looks that way. So that's like one thing I want to note, especially because there's just like a huge drop off here between their projection at 41 and 39. And then like the next guy highest is Jordan Poole at 29. So that's like a 10 point difference. So like they're clearly in a category of their own. And I would like to treat them a little closer to equal. I don't think that, you know, you need to like always try like, oh, it's 500 salary more. It's like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't weigh that. I don't think $500 in salary is worth, you know, 9, 13, 23, 14% ownership. So that's like something that's like pretty interesting to me there. Um, just take a quick glance here. I don't see anything else that weird here. Not seeing anything too weird here as well. So just, just kind of scanning, seeing if anything like really pops out to me. It's, it's very like subjective and, and intuitive at, at this point, I'd say that, you know, I would probably want to check our ownership for Kaminga. I don't know. It just looks really like off that, you know, he's so lowly owned and everyone else in this similar range is, is like not that low or there's no one like remotely near him. So like, I'm going to make a note to say like, check Kaminga ownership and like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this one back to the team just so everyone knows, you know, just like spot checking stuff. I think like if something like this does come up, it's always okay to say like in go, go into discord and like go into the NBA channel and say like, Hey, you know, Kaminga's ownership looks really low. Like are, are, are we good with that? <laughs> and I think like what the team is always around and, you know, we'll like take a peek at that. And uh, you know, we have like the ability to like, kind of uh see see if anything is wrong there so you guys see anything like really really weird like this particularly it's like opening night you know uh this looks like a lot different than other guys in this range this is something that like i would note as like a potential um issue so i'm, I'm gonna let the team know about that as well so okay so check coming own percent just quick note there gonna keep rolling just do one run through here. Um, I'm not so concerned about this PJ Tucker, especially because we had to add him to the pool. And, um, you know, he is like really low salaries. Like, like that 11 makes more sense to me than this one. So that's like kind of what I was getting at. All right. One last roll here. Uh, Wiseman not having any ownership looks weird too. They're also on the same team. So I'm going to make a note for those two players 
and take that back to the team. But, you know, okay, so, like, I go through this. I, I'm i not so concerned about, like, stacking or, like, avoiding stacks, especially on, like, a short slate. Um, you know, if we think, like, one game is going to be, like, a, sh- a shootout, I think that's totally okay, especially on a short slate. On a main slate, I know that Max Steinberg talked a lot about this last year. And before I forget, Jordan is going to be doing a stream with Max tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern, and it'll be specifically NBA-focused. Um, it'll be, you know, similar to, like, what Max has done for us in the past for NBA, for other sports, and he's going to come on, just kind of give, like, an overview of, like, how a high-stakes pro goes about uh playing NBA, especially like at the beginning of the season. So you don't want to miss that. If you guys have any questions for Max specifically, get them in the office hours channel. I'll leave them there for Jordan and Max to talk about tomorrow, but should be an awesome stream and really looking forward to having Max back on. So just something to note there and uh, getting back to our process. So, you know, I've, I've like, I've made some inputs about like what our test build said. I've made some notes about guys I might, might want to get more of or less of like the Curry Harden situation. I'm going to take the ownership stuff back to the team. And then, you know, I would kind of like weigh these things and I really wouldn't make too many inputs to projections off of the bat, but I might run a new build and I might run it more intentionally because the first one was just kind of like, Hey, you know, kind of give me some ideas of like what the slate's going to look like. Now I'm like ready to build my lineups and I'm going to go in and say, okay, you know, I'm going to go in with this plan and try and accomplish these things. So I'm not going to like run a build and make any exposures or build any lineups on stream, but you know, that's kind of like the things I'm thinking about leading up to a slate. So I hope that was helpful for everybody. That's as far as I'm going to take it. But um, you know, I haven't seen any other questions. I saw, you know, Benny Hanna comment. Thanks for the tips here, Andrew. Happy to talk about uh, NBA DFS and just kind of some things I'm thinking about in my own process um and uh yeah no happy to answer any questions about like my personal process about saber sim if um anybody has any follow-up there i feel like we uh you know had a lot of time today and nba's kicking off and so really wanted to just give like the best preview i possibly could so those are my thoughts there everybody um and you know got the got the short slate tonight got the big slate tomorrow can't wait uh, basketball has been one of my better sports, so I'm looking forward to it. Cameron said, great stream today. Ha- happy to, uh, you know, do some things that you guys like here. And, um, I guess until then I will see you all tomorrow. Do not miss the stream with Jordan and Max. It's going to be an awesome one filled with tons of tips and tricks that Max has accumulated in his eight years of DFS experience. So, Looking forward to that. If you guys have any more questions, the team is always around in Discord. If you're not in Discord, there's a link to join in the description below. Also a link to a seven-day, no-strings-attached free trial of SaberSim. Great time to get started. Get a full week of DFS, NBA in, followed by the main slate for NFL this weekend. So if you guys have any questions, you know where to find me in the Office Hours channel. If you guys have any issues with the app, post it in support, and we will get back to you. Until then, see you tomorrow.